So, Will, uh, welcome to the show and thank you for coming on. So, uh, firstly, congratulations on Peter Rabbit 2, which I enjoyed. Um, there was a weird thing, which was that uh, I had not enjoyed Peter Rabbit. Uh, and before I saw Peter Rabbit 2, a couple of people said to me, you know, it's weird. It's almost like they heard your review of it. And I thought, and I said on the show, well, you know, why that's why that wouldn't be true. Why on earth would a filmmaker know or care what a critic said? And you then sent me a, a tweet, which you said, we did hear it. And uh, so I sent you a message saying, okay, fine. And you said, well, if you ever want somebody to come on the show and talk about the interplay between critics and filmmakers, I'd be up for it. So welcome to the show. And uh, thanks to the miracle of Twitter. Firstly, did you actually hear my review of Peter? I mean, it's a hugely successful film. Why would you have heard a Radio 5 review of it? Uh, are you aware of uh, filmmakers with low self-esteem? Uh, all, all I do is, 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 is read bad reviews. Uh, for, and luckily for me, there's quite a few of them. <laughs> so I have a lot of time on my to read them. <laughs> I, I, I absolutely uh, listened to your interview, uh, your review of Peter Rabbit. I mean, I, I know how beloved the, the, the Peter Rabbits are. Peter Rabbit is for the Brit, for the British people. So the only reviews I really care about are the British reviews. Plus the British reviewers tend to have kind of a wider knowledge of film. So I kind of respect them more on that part. Um, but yes, of course, I heard your Peter Rabbit uh, evisceration. Um, and um, in fact, I think one of the quotes you said was, why would they do that? That was uh, that was the how you ended your uh, review. Um, and then I went back and, and, and re-listened to the your other reviews of my other movies, <laughs> uh, adding such lines uh, to as, as one of my movies is not in any way problematic, uh, which I thought was terrific. Yeah. And the, another review you said was not nearly as bad as people have led you to believe, uh, which is which is kind of the story of my career. Uh, but uh, I did read your did listen to your review and um, you were not alone. OK, I'd just like to say in, in, in hearing those, I think nothing like as bad as you were led to believe was probably my review of Annie, which I kind of I kind of quite liked. And I also liked Easy A very much. Yes, I didn't add that one because you didn't say anything. You were very kind of that. I didn't. Okay. <laughs> yes. Fine, fine, fine. So is it true that, did you respond in any way to, to the reviews of Peter Rabbit in Peter Rabbit 2? Because it did feel like that's what you were doing. Um, yeah. I mean, I listen to everyone who watches my movies and a, and a lot more during the filmmaking process, right? So you have friends and family watching movies and, and what you really want are honest opinions and to try to help you make them better. And you don't often get them from friends or family because they're your friends or family. So I've always had the, the fantasy of showing my movies to critics in the, in the earlier stages to, you know, to, to see what they say, not, not, to, not, to, not to do exactly what they say, but just to give me a sense of what a real person might think of the movies. Um, there was a scene in Peter Rabbit 2, which I, which was one of my favorite scenes to, to write. It, I think the first time I wrote it was about eight pages and it came down, it got cut down to about two lines. And I, I, I had Rose Byrne's character who plays, you know, essentially Beatrix Potter, yeah. just regurgitate every bad review of the first movie in her own words and <laughs> one by one. And Mr. McGregor played by Donald Gleason kept adding on back and forth, back and forth all how, how puerile, puerile it was and what a sassy hip fest it was and how Beatrix Potter is spinning in her grave. And then I had one of the, one of the rabbits just look at the camera and say, 
I think someone's trying to work through something here. And uh, that was indeed <laughs> me working through that. And um, I, I, I actually think it, it got cut, but I think one of the lines you said from the Peter Rabbit review, I had Rose Byrne say. I have to say, um, I, I wish that you'd filmed that scene and maybe that it, it would be, a, you know, an extra on the on the DVD, a sort of treat to look forward to. Um, there was, I mean, it is actually very funny that what happens throughout, uh, throughout Peter Rabbit 2 is that the characters directly address the criticisms of the first film. I mean, one of my favourite moments is when Rose Byrne's character, as you say, is asked if she has any other, any other books in mind. And she says, well... And then she suddenly does this praise of the entire world and the entire books and what they mean to her. And that, I think at that point, you kind of completely won me over. And I thought, okay, they've, uh, you know, they've understood what the snarkiness was about. And actually what they've done is turned it around. And believe me, nobody was more surprised than me to enjoy Peter Rabbit too, as I did. Is any part, does any part of you feel like it's, well, there we are, you know, the critics were wrong or do you think they were right or i mean you know coming to that what what does it mean when you do that in the second film well listen to me the the push pull about critics are are is that everything everyone said about the first movie it's not like i was unaware of that going into the project it, it didn't i wasn't gobsmacked when i heard your guys reviews right and, and so and the danger for and I and I my movies have are always very self aware and meta. Often many people say too self aware and meta. And I struggled a lot in the first movie with knowing what people will would eventually think about it. Whether I should put that stuff in the first movie to kind of own it in the very beginning. The problem with doing stuff like that is that you, then you take away from the story and then you lose the characters. So it's always a dance for me about how how self aware my stuff is going to get to be received. Um, in the second movie, I felt we we earned it enough that I could do it. Uh, now, I will tell you that the studio hates all of that. Anything about self-awareness, anything about critics, they absolutely hate. And, and I just put it in despite them because they think they think it takes away. And I, and I also think that the today's moviegoer is very self-aware about what is going on in the movie business, how stuff gets made. Um, and I think the studios don't want to admit that to themselves. Do you think that um, that re uh, listening to or reading reviews is a is is a healthy thing? I ask this because people often say critics have no idea what it's like to get a bad review. Um, I've written books that have had terrible reviews. Um, I made a television program once about The Exorcist in which the review in a very major newspaper said the scariest thing about this program is that creepy guy presenting it. <laughs> um, you know, I've so there are I, I have been on the other side of it. And the thing that I know is I could quote you every bad review I've ever been given, but I couldn't remember a single line of the good reviews I've got. That's universal. I would I would say that's absolutely every filmmaker I know feels the same way. I think the only thing that bothers us is reviews that aren't fair. And by that, I mean, people have made their decision before they go to see the film. I wish people could see films in vacuums. A, a lot of the reviews of Peter Rabbit, including yours, to be to be honest, the first one, spent the majority of the time talking about nothing about the movie, just talking about Beatrix Potter, talking about the legacy, talking about why would they do this? Why would they cast X? Why would they cast Y? And then they spend about 25% of the, of the time talking about the movies. As a filmmaker, it gets 
that gets depressing because you're, they're not talking about your movie. They're talking about the zeitgeist then talking about the business. Um, so that does get frustrating. And I also think a lot of people go into something think, I mean, there's, there's, I did take another shot in this movie of a UK critic, which I did as a something that no one has caught up on yet. And it's something in the movie. It's a visual kind of Easter egg about a certain British uh, critic um, who never in all my movies and all my friends always comes into it with a head of steam and, and, and hates everything. And that, and that, that is doubly disappointing when you're making a kid's family movie for kids. The good news is, is my friend James Corden always says, kids don't read the newspapers deciding whether to go to a movie or not. The bad news is I make my movies for everyone. So I really do want people to, to critique it fairly. Um, but the, the sad part is when people don't critique the movie fairly and have their own agenda. You know that, uh, that James's parents wrote to the show after, after the Peter Rabbit review, because you also sent me a message saying, I won't get my parents to write in. Um, and, and we read their, uh, we, we read their, their, their letter out. And I would say that I went into Peter Rabbit to not expecting to enjoy it as much as I did and being really pleasantly surprised that I did. So I think it is possible to have your, uh, preconceptions of a movie overturn and that is the kind of the very definition of being open-minded um have you been pleased by because i see from some other reviews that the general response to peter rabbit 2 from the critics has been more positive than the response of the first one uh absolutely i mean of course no no one can say that i don't that they don't care about hearing good things about them right we're all <laughs> we're all just wilting flowers just wanting you know wanting our love of our parents <laughs> and sadly the mo the movie critics have become the in locus parentis for all all us filmmakers so yes i feel i feel very very good and, and and i also feel i also like that people like you got it you understand what we were trying to do it's really hard to make a kid's family movie and kind of get this other stuff in. Um, and I really feel kind of happy that we, we semi-succeeded. It's also worth pointing out that I've always said that critics don't make any difference to who goes to see movies. I was looking at the box office figures for um, Peter Rabbit. They were very, very high. They were very, very healthy. Um, there must be some part of you that thinks, well, you can say what you want. The movie worked with an audience. Uh, there is that, but we want our cake. We want to have our cake and eat it too, right? We want to have everyone to go see it, and we want people like you to kind of know what we're doing. And and I, I actually, I, I can't say that stress is enough. Critics, a lot of critics, when 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 you guys write stuff, there's always truth to it. I read every bad review, like you said, and I find, yep, they're right about that. Yep, they're right about that. The frustrating thing from a filmmaker is sometimes there's nothing I could have done about it. If you had given me your review of Peter Rabbit before I finished editing it, I don't think I could have addressed it, even though I would have agreed with you, right? I mean, I know your big concern was of why would they do Peter Rabbit? Why wouldn't they have just called it, uh, I think you said, Irritating Rabbit? Um, because if we had called it Irritating Rabbit, no one would have gone to see it, <laughs> which is, <laughs> which is uh, the thing we all, you know, the whole push-pull of also IP right now in Hollywood. But I mean... I, everything you said, I, I you didn't review the movie so much as the voice of the movie, but um, I, I know which, I know where you're coming from with the the irritating 
the fact that it wasn't really Peter Rabbit. Although I could give you 20 minutes on what people's remembering of Peter Rabbit is versus what it really is, the source material. Because there's no bigger Peter Rabbit fan than I am. My parents read it to me when I was a kid. I read it to my kid. I love them. But everyone would come up to me and say, how could you do this to Peter? How could you kill his father? Have you read the book? <laughs> the, the father dies in the book. So, you know, yet I can't be the person that, you know, me doth thinks you protest too much. So I have to just kind of take it on the chin. Well, it's, it's a real pleasure talking to you. And I very much appreciate the fact that you actually bothered to get in touch. Um, I think that the candor that you're displaying is not universal amongst uh, filmmakers. And I wonder whether other filmmakers that you know uh, feel the same way. I mean, you know, you've been very upfront. You got in touch. You're on the program, which I'm delighted to have you here. Are you unique in that or do other filmmakers feel the same? Oh, I think all my friends feel the same, whether they'll admit it or not. I don't know. Um, I, um, but I know that every time one of my friends has a movie out, we sit there and we refresh Rotten Tomatoes, refresh, refresh, <laughs> refresh, refresh. And if it's a splat, we read every single word. And if it's a fresh, we just move on to the next one. Uh, you know, that, that is what we do. And I guess there are some people that absolutely don't read reviews. I don't, but I think reading reviews is healthy. I think, I think making movies is a two way. It's just like when I screen my movies for, for people to see if they like, I'm looking at the audience, seeing if they like it, seeing how it feels. Doesn't mean I always listen to them, but I feel it's very important that to know for me anyway, we're making movies for people. We're not making movies just you know, for the art, for art's sake. Hopefully we get as much art as we can, but um, I certainly hit refresh every every minute when I have a movie coming out. It's it's funny that you say, you know, if it's a fresh, you move straight on because it, when you were doing the little summary of what I had written about your, or said about your films before, you did skip rather nimbly over Easy A because as you said, <laughs> yeah, well, actually you didn't dislike that one, which I didn't. I actually liked Easy A very much. Um, do you think that, uh, having this kind of conversation between a filmmaker and a critic in any way corrupts the process? No, it's what I said in the beginning. We show our movies, I show my movies to critics who aren't professionals 30 or 40 times before I'm finishing a movie, right? So just the fact that you get paid to talk about stuff. Uh, and I know actually from many people I know, studio heads too, they, they're, they're also, there are a lot of people, filmmakers who are friends with critics who bring them into their movies early on, which I will certainly do, Mark, from now on. I will bring you into an early movie. And, and if, you, if you like it, I will send you on your merry way. And if, and if you don't like it, I will sit down and ask you why. And then I will go home and say he's out of his mind. And then I wake up in the morning and say, ah, he's probably right about two of these things. So and See, that-, that I, well, I would what I would say is I don't think filmmakers should ever make films for critics and I don't think critics should ever write reviews for filmmakers um, and I think you should make the movie that you want to make and I think that critics should write the review that they want to write and I think every now and then there is a lovely synergy which kind of happened with Peter Rabbit too when the kind of conversation happened in the ether and you know because I didn't, like I said, I didn't even, it never even occurred to me that anyone actually made Peter Rabbit would, would you know, would, would care what I thought about it anyway, which was why it was quite interesting to get the, the letter from James's parents, which was very well written and very, mm -hmm. you know, eloquently, eloquently argued. But so I'm going to bring this to a close by asking you, what's the worst thing that anyone, not me, but 
any critic has ever said about one of your films? Um, well, it's definitely, it was definitely a British reviewer. <laughs> um, it, it was, it was a, well, I have to say there was a lot of blowback on Annie, which I think was wildly unfair and it had to do with race and it was wildly unfair. And that yeah. really, that really gutted me. That frankly gutted me. But, um, yeah. for, for, for Peter Rabbit, it was for Peter Rabbit and it was, it was, it, it was is what when people saw Peter Rabbit, the, some of the critics, they really pillared me like I was like I was murdering the royal family, like and 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 it destroyed me because first of all I I couldn't love Peter Rabbit books more I couldn't I did it in in concert with the with the with the Warren Estate with the historic trust every step of the way we we were, we did it together, and what what I didn't like is that they thought that I spent no time honoring the, the subject matter, the source material, yeah. which if you see the movie again, which I'm guessing, Mark, you're not going to, uh, there's so <laughs> many touchstones of Beatrix Potter and the, and, and, and the subject matter, everything I could have possibly brought to the books I did. And yet people thought I just bastardized them. And, and that, that bothered me because I tried so hard not to. And I, I never, I never, was never my intent to make the irritating rabbit. It was always my intent to, to honor what I would have hoped if Beatrix Potter was here, she would do. And I know everyone's going to say, you're out of your mind. You don't know anything. You're a dumb American, which I probably am on both counts. Okay. I don't think any of those things are true. Um, I, I always reminded of the scene from Saving Mr. Banks in which, um, uh, you know, P.L. Travers watches the film at the preview and she turns to Disney and she says, yeah, but you know, the animations, those, those have got to go. And he says, the train has left the station <laughs> that's, and, that's true you know so i that's you know I've got, and uh, to counter that what's the best thing that anyone has ever said about one of your films what's the best response well again i go back to think i don't remember those i, I honestly don't remember those <laughs> I, 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 although i do remember one time going to a screening one of my movies and walking out and someone said Wow, that was really good. And the person that she was with said, "Yeah, and it was short too," <laughs> which I thought was fantastic because no one's ever walked out of a movie and said, "God, I wish that was longer." <laughs> yeah, you and I are completely on the same page about that. Look, Will, it's been great speaking to you. Um, I, I am right in thinking, aren't I, that uh, that the box office on Peter Rabbit two is very healthy, as was the box office on Peter Rabbit one. So you have another hit on your hands. That's correct, isn't it? It is correct, and and I know everyone is saying now that because we were the first film to kind of come back into the UK after the pandemic, and all, everything has been written yeah. saying Peter Rabbit two is is um, saving UK cinema. To which I responded, when we set out to make Peter Rabbit two, we knew we were going to save UK cinema near two and a half years ago. <laughs> it just took the world that long to get on board. Yeah, well, you managed to do the thing that Bond didn't dare to do. So well done <laughs> for you, because Bond let us down. But who knew Peter Rabbit came in and saved us. Will, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for for, for getting in touch. I really appreciate you, you taking the time. And uh, as I said, I like Peter Rabbit too. And no one was more surprised than me. We just have to get you to keep saying that without a, the high pitch in your voice. You have to say it with 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 strength behind it as opposed to I really like Peter Rabbit too. We need to get you to say my name is Mark. Hi, my name is Mark K and I really like Peter Rabbit too. 
Okay, I'll do it. I'll do it for you so that you've got a recording of it. Okay. Okay. Hello. Okay. Hello. My name is Dr. Mark Kermode, and I liked Peter Rabbit too. And that is my new ringtone. <laughs>